Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Today's show is dedicated to precious metals investors that are seeking answers to the current state of silver, the future of silver, and most important, what actions investors need to take now. Joining us today is Bill Murphy from the Gold Antitrust Action Committee, also known as GATA. Bill, for first-time listeners that may not be aware of GATA, Please share the story of GATA. Well, okay, Maurice. So GATA was formed in uh, January of 1999 by myself and a fellow named Chris Powell, who was the editor of a daily newspaper in Connecticut, to uh, oppose the manipulation of the gold and silver markets by what we thought at the time was the bullion banks. And then we realized it was much bigger than that. It included the Fed, the Treasury, the Bank for International Settlements, other central banks, and so on. And... Uh, we spent the last um, close to two decades trying to expose what they're doing and for many, many reasons, and uh, we're still at it. Well, thank you for sharing that. Now, before we delve into today's discussion, please share with investors why it is important to know the relationship with the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, which is known as the CFTC, and the Commodity Exchange, known as the COMEX. Well... The, the COMEX is um, under supposedly under the authority of the CFTC, but unfortunately, as we've learned over the years, there's just no rule of law. They don't enforce any of the manipulation and what's going on and the kind of selling that we, even we saw this week in which the gold market was bombed by thousands of contracts with nothing to back it up. And every investigation, it, it, it goes into gold and especially silver, never goes anywhere. You know, talking about silver, the the bullion banks have been fined, you know, I don't know, for J.P. Morgan alone, $30 billion, billions of dollars in every market they get fined for wrongdoing. The only wrongdoing that I've heard of in the last 10, 15 years that there's been no wrongdoing in any market was the CFTC doing a five-year investigation of silver and saying there's no wrongdoing. The only one. It is ludicrous because it's the most obvious manipulation and rigging of a market ever. So it's just what we deal with. And uh, again, there's no sheriff in town. <laughs> yes, as we're going to expose that here further in this conversation. Now, Bill, you've dedicated the past 17 years of making silver your main focus. Why and what is your proudest accomplishment that you believe have benefited silver investors? Well, I don't know how much it benefited them yet, but I think that, uh, you know, we call this group that I mentioned earlier, we're going against the gold cartel, and it's the gold and silver cartel, and silver is the Achilles heel uh, of, this, of this cartel because there's always some other gold at central banks that can be begged, borrowed, and so on, but silver, uh, you know, all the above-ground supplies that we're aware of that were around for so many years are basically depleted. So, again, it's, their, it's, it's, it's like their, it's their kryptonite, their Achilles heel, in the sense that at some point, they're not going to be able to access enough physical silver to keep the price down along with gold. And, and do they really care about silver? Only in the way that if it took off and gold stays where it is, where they wanted to, to keep it down, uh, it would shine a light on what they're doing in the gold market, which is the widely you know, viewed barometer of U.S. financial market health. I mean, that's just the way it is. So they decided years ago if they were going to rig the gold price, 
for various reasons, they needed to rig the silver price. So uh, at some point, I'm hoping people realize that what we're talking about here and go after the silver market and take the bad guys on. And who are the bad guys? Who is this cartel that you're referring to? Can you give some names? Well, I mean, I mentioned, you know, our government, of course, and then you've got, you know, I know we've discussed it in a bit, uh, J.P. Morgan, the Fed's bank, and other bullion banks. Uh, right now, for example, uh, Deutsche Bank is one of them. It's under a lot of discussion lately, but they've just been uh, turned against some of the cartel in the gold-fixing operation in London and admitted manipulating it. I mean, so we're not just talking about uh, goddess notions anymore. We're talking about facts that are being ruled on in courts. Okay, and I appreciate you sharing that as well. Now, do you believe that uh, manipulation is in all markets or just in gold and silver? Well, I think it started way back when in the gold market, uh, and then silver, and then it's moved on to other markets. So you've got the funds protection team in the stock market. Uh, people have openly discussed about, you know, the manipulation of the bond markets and so on. And I think it's it just, it's... Uh, becoming, it's become more pervasive as the years have gone on and the use of derivatives has increased. Uh, J.P. Morgan alone has a $2 trillion a day operation in Jupiter, Florida. I mean, as, as mentioned by Jamie Dimon, their CEO publicly. So, um, it, you can see it in the way the stock market trades at times. They'll float a rumor in the afternoon at 3.15, the Dow shoots up out of nowhere and all of a sudden the rumor is never discussed again. I've seen this so many times over the years, and um, you've got the banks supporting the financial markets for their own reasons, especially ahead of this election we got coming. You know, I've seen that myself, so uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with your sentiments there. Let's discuss uh, bonds and uh, derivatives briefly here, because my question is, is, what is and or will be the catalyst? Is it bonds, is it derivatives that you're looking for in for gold and silver to reach their true market value, and then what is that value? Well, that's a good a good question again, Maurice. And I, in my opinion, uh, you know, gold is about a half what it should be, and silver should be over fifty. And these, the prices we have today are artificially suppressed, and that's what the gold cartel set out to do, and <clears throat> that's what they've accomplished. So, in terms of the catalyst. It's going to be when this gold cartel is unable to access enough physical supply to get the job done uh, to keep the prices you know, down at these levels. And at some point, they'll reach a tipping point in which they just won't be able to meet demand anymore. We just are not there yet. And it's mystified a number of us guys a lot smarter than me in our camp where they're accessing some of the supply to do what they're doing, but they are, and especially as we talked earlier, the silver market just mm -hmm. keeps going on. Now, Bill, I, I want to get something off my chest, if I may. So if, will you allow me to slightly digress here? You know, I often hear those that oppose Austrian economics and a return to the 1792 Coinage Act, which defines each monetary unit, and it's never been repealed. Uh, that GATA is trying to use conspiracy tactics. And I always share with someone that wants to have a debate with me regarding this. Are you aware that GATA does not sell precious metals? You know, the blank stares I receive from those that try to rebut me after making that statement, they're priceless memories I'm gonna forever cherish. Uh, I, so I, I just love the work that you're doing. And most, most uh, 
investors per se that are anti-gold, anti-gata, they don't realize, hey, you're not benefiting from this financially. So please share, what gain is there for gata in conducting your research and persistence? Well, Chris Powell and I started, you know, as I said, in 1999, just to expose what was going on. Back then, the internet was really just getting going, and the mainstream con controlled all the information flow. We want to ex expose what was happening because uh, it, it isn't right, and eventually it's going to lead to a lot of market chaos because it's, it's thwarting the free market process. And we could see that when they first started, when long-term capital management blew up, this big hedge fund. We saw the bullion banks all get together and the Fed came in, and I know this for a fact, to stop the price from going up because long-term capital management was short, being the sales of their client, Bank of Italy, and the market could have blown up and blown up the big short positions of these banks and what the Fed wanted. So they got together and made sure that the, the, the price stayed down there. And again, it's thwarting a free market process. And it's not letting things flow the way they should, as we mentioned earlier. Now they're rigging other markets. And it's going to end up very badly. And uh, someday, uh, when the markets blow up, uh, the media is going to be uh, forced to report on what God has found out all these years and what it has led to. But in the meantime, it's very hard for us to get any press coverage about what uh, we have to say. You know, speaking of that, I have noticed that there's been a reduction in the mainstream media uh, interviewing you. And I believe, as you've mentioned, once this gets exposed, uh, you will be the, the darling <laughs> of the mainstream media. But in the meantime, the truth will come out here in alternative media, uh, which uh, we're proud to have you on here on Proven Improbable, by the way. So thank you again for your time. I want to focus on this aspect of manipulation further regarding J.P. Morgan. And for anyone who may have doubts on the relationship with the Federal Reserve and J.P. Morgan, uh, Bill, for listeners... Who is Jamie Dimon? Well, he's the CEO, and he's the one who exposed this $2 trillion derivative operation in Florida. And it is a secret operation, according to his own words. But uh, he's a very clever man, uh, knows what he's doing. But J.P. Morgan is the Fed's bank, and they do the Fed's bidding. And so for them to, and they're, the, and they're also the big player in the silver market on the short side. So it's their role uh, as part of, acting on behalf of the Fed and all the ways they do business, you know, from that relationship to maintain the manipulation of the gold and silver markets. And uh, it's really extraordinary. As I said, what they're doing is they are the big honcho in silver and have been for many years now. Now, is he also the governor of the Federal Reserve, one of the governors, I'm sorry, of the Federal Reserve Board? No, he's just a CEO and a highly paid one at that. Okay, because I had recalled that he was once on the uh, the New York Fed board. No, 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 I don't think so, no. Okay, I wanted to clarify that because there have been rumors. Um, switching gears, when Germany asked for their gold to be repatriated from the Federal Reserve, uh, the Federal Reserve responded to Germany that delivery will take seven years and 11 months, if I'm not mistaken. And I want to be very clear for listeners that the Federal Reserve does not own any gold and they have not owned gold since 1934 and this is not my opinion but uh, rather in their own testimony before Congress on June 2011 uh, on C-SPAN and we're going to provide a link for listeners and if you just scroll to the 151 mark you will hear them admit that um, how was this not the catalyst that we've been looking for because this is evidence that a nation state that is supposedly the world's largest gold position 
of any nation can't meet delivery, even if you don't factor in hypothecation, which to me would have even signified a much larger problem, where did we go wrong that the gold and silver price didn't shoot to the roof? Well, none of the developments that we would have thought would have affected the gold and silver market ever seemed to take hold because of what they're able to do. Uh, the gold in the U.S. is a total mystery. There hasn't been an audit since, what, 1955? Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows if we have all the gold we say we do, 8,135 tons, something like that. And so when it comes to what's really there and what gold has been swapped out with other banks that we've sold, it's a very complicated, opaque issue. And yeah, I mean, what, if Germany wants its gold back, I mean, why shouldn't it just be delivered? I mean, it's just, you think of all the sophistication in the world today, you can't just send back gold that somebody wants back right away. What's the big deal? It's supposedly just sitting there. And of course, that is a huge red flag. Huge. Something isn't right. And uh, you're so correct to bring it up, Maurice, but that's the way it is. And they, they obfuscate the, the whole thing and just say, well, we're going to send it back when we feel like sending it back. And no one else, it just, the issue disappears. And you're right. The issue has disappeared. I haven't heard really any discussion at all regarding this matter. Um, so it just, it's, uh, it's one of those that kind of just, as you mentioned, it disappeared. Um, on a side note for listeners, President Roosevelt made it illegal for any person and or business to own gold after 1933. Hence, the Federal Reserve had to give their gold to the U.S. Treasury in 1934. Uh, not to mention also that the Federal Reserve also gives a 6% dividend to their shareholders. And we will also provide a link directly to their website to validate my statement. Uh, Bill, in closing, share with listeners what actions you believe would serve in their best interest based on today's discussion. Well, uh, listening to somebody like you, first of all, Maurice, and most importantly is that the prices of gold and silver are way, way too low. They've been, they've been artificially depressed, and eventually these markets are going to blow up. Nobody, including myself, knows when when that's going to occur, how long it will take. It shouldn't take too much longer, but, you know, we said that a couple of years ago, and it's going on and on and on. The, the numbers where gold and silver can go to are likely to be staggering. I mean, big numbers. You know, five and $10,000 gold, over $100 silver, in my mind, for sure. And there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of uh, protection in owning some of these things. I don't believe in terms of the conversation they'll ever... Uh, confiscate anything again because they talk about gold and of course nobody ever mentioned silver but the rest of the world would laugh at us if they ever tried that maneuver so I think at some point you know understanding the fundamentals understanding what's going on how the how it's being rigged and why it's going to lead to people making a lot of money quite frankly and and uh, uh, I'm expecting this to occur in the years ahead and uh, a lot of the frowns that we have today are going to turn into big smiles. Well, you know, I appreciate you mentioning that. And to me, I always encourage anyone who's new to natural resource investing and you understand now the fundamentals of how gold and silver it is money and how you should become a steward of it. Uh, when the price drops, that is an opportunity for you to increase your savings. That's the best analogy I can give. Don't treat it as a stock because you don't go into the bank and check daily uh, the interest rate of your CD. Don't treat 
gold and silver the same way. It is a, it is a, uh, to me, it is money and it's my savings account. In your opinion, uh, what do you believe is a good percentage? Five, ten percent allocation or higher? Well, the commonly said five or ten percent, uh, and actually I'm prejudiced, Maurice, and I think if, if people are looking for some monster gains in the years ahead, you know, it should be higher, but that's up to everybody and their own uh, comfort level. Thank you for sharing that as well. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, in your opinion, does the same apply with platinum and palladium? I have to ask you that because a lot of investors always ask me, you know, we hear about gold and silver. What about platinum and palladium? Well, it's not my specialty, Maurice. I mean, and it's, you know, they're more industrial. And, you know, the, our government or this gold cartel really doesn't, I mean, they may use it in the same way and trade it uh, in, in sync. But to them, you know, the, the price of palladium or platinum isn't going to be one of their objectives to, uh, you know, to manipulate. So it's sort of a different subject, even though they, they trade often in, in sync with each other. Okay. And last question. What did I forget to ask? Well, you've asked some very good questions. I'm impressed. All I can say is if people want to uh, find out more about GADA, they can go to www.gada.org and Chris Powell and get on his free list. And I have a website, lemetropolecafe.com, and people can sign up for a two-week free trial and see if it's of interest uh, to go on from there. And uh, we're going to fight the good fight. And someday, uh, yes, this is, as you mentioned earlier, this is going to be a big story. And then the, the mainstream press is all going to come our way. But in the meantime, we're counting on people like you to give us the time of day and appreciate being here for that. Absolutely. And for any listener that is interested in purchasing precious metals, you can contact us at provenandprobable at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put down precious metals. Again, provenandprobable at gmail.com. And subject line, Precious Metals. Bill Murphy of the Gold Antitrust Action Committee. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Anytime, Maurice. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.